All right, welcome to quarter four, day 23 of our new year-long study of the New Testament. Today we're looking at John chapter 3. And some very famous verses are in this chapter. I'll go ahead and read verses 26 through 36. Rabbi, the man you met on the other side of the Jordan River, the one you identified as the Messiah, is also baptizing people. This, this is somebody speaking to John the Baptist. And everybody is going to him instead of coming to us. John replied, no one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. You yourselves know how plainly I told you, I am not the Messiah. I am only here to prepare the way for him. It is the bridegroom who marries the bride, and the bridegroom's friend is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows. Therefore, I am filled with joy at his success. He must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. He has come from above and is greater than anyone else. We are of the earth, and we speak of earthly things. But he has come from heaven and is greater than anyone else. He testifies about what he has seen and heard, but how few believe what he tells them. Anyone who accepts his testimony can affirm that God is true, for he is sent by God. He speaks God's words, for God gives him the spirit without limit. The Father loves his Son and has put everything into his hands. And anyone who believes in God's Son has eternal life. Anyone who doesn't obey the Son will never experience eternal life, but remains under God's angry judgment. So I love uh, the verse in there where John the Baptist is talking about Jesus and says that God gives Jesus his spirit without limit. Doesn't that sound amazing to have God's spirit without limit? I'm picturing uh, all that Jesus was able to do, all the miracles that he performed, everything that was possible for him because he had God's spirit without limit. And uh, it kind of strikes me today that, that we can all have God's spirit without limit. It is available to us. You know, do do we want to give up everything else so that we can have it? Uh, Jesus certainly did that. Uh, disciples like Peter and James and John and Paul had that awesome power that only comes from the Holy Spirit because they were willing to to stop pursuing everything else that distracts people from being with God, and and they chose to focus their energy, their time, their money, their lives on pursuing God. So the Spirit started coming to them without limit. And miracles were performed through the power of the Holy Spirit by them, too. So what's a uh, limitation that we have in our lives that the Holy Spirit without limit could really help us with? Think about your own life over the years. As I think about mine, I think about my marriage, think about other relationships and God's power uh, through the guidance of the Holy Spirit has definitely helped me through a lot of situations and and I've watched the Holy Spirit work in other people's relationships too where I thought you know only the Holy Spirit could have helped those folks have behave unselfishly like that to impact the way that their relationship 
moved forward and and I feel the same for me it's a definite it's a different definite times where I felt like you know I don't think I would have had this perspective a few months ago or whatever that I have now because of you know the way God's changing me today I was reading a marriage minute by psychologist John Gottman and it was talking about our perspective and our relationships, specifically a marriage relationship. Our perspective can be positive or it can be negative uh, when we, when we kind of look back at our marriage over the years. He said something interesting. He said, people who glorify the struggle and make light of the bad aspects of your marriage relationship end up really developing a positive perspective. And the people who focus on the bad aspects and the disagreements over the years in their marriage relationship develop a lot of resentment and a much more negative perspective about the relationship. So it makes me wonder today, how do you see your relationships, your marriage relationship if you're married, or your other important relationships with others you're close to. And, you know, I think the next step is how do you see your relationship with God? Do you do you glorify um, the struggle like he's talking about? Do you embrace the struggle, um, the struggles that we have here on earth? You know, Everything that Jesus did, he, he didn't do for himself. He did it for others. And he embraced the struggle. He, he accepted that struggle as a, as a part of life, as a part of a life focused on God. And thinking about things that way today, you know, gives me a, a little different perspective about my struggles that I have. And it makes me think that you know, it reminds me that, that the struggles are worth it. In a, in a life focused on God, we're going to have them, but the struggles are worth it. So hopefully that's helpful today. I'll go ahead and go into prayer for us. Lord, thanks so much for uh, the words that we read, um, specifically John the Baptist's words talking about Jesus and talking to someone else about Jesus and really John the Baptist's reflection on himself saying that he must become less as as Jesus becomes uh, more prominent. Um, he must become less and help us learn from that perspective, make ourselves less, make others more and and Remember that the struggle is worth it and embrace it uh, as a challenge. And we know you're going to be with us throughout that challenge. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great day.